keeps good history A little touch of mystery With lots of hilarity It's Adelol Welcome to Adelol, the heaps good history podcast Where in every episode we explore stories from South Australia's unique and often hilarious history My name's Dan, I'm a born and bred South Aussie And each episode I tell a story to my mate Tom That's me About South Australia's something from South Australia, perhaps could be a person, a place, a thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. an invention. Who knows? A food, a beverage. Could be anything. Mm-hmm. Could be anything. A funny story. But here's the thing. A building. Tom doesn't know what I'm going to bring to I the table. I don't. Doesn't know what it's going to be about. No fucking idea. I don't even know if you're hiding people in the audience. But it... <laughs> uh, if anyone hasn't listened to our episode about Reg Spears yet... What a good time. And we should probably mention the fact that The Fringe was really good fun. We should actually mention that fact because this is the story... Yep. Of the Adelaide Fringe oh, Festival. Okay, brilliant. All right. Well, okay, this, so, this fits in well because, like, we've just got through the Easter weekend. Yeah. We had a week off after the Fringe we because did. we needed it. Oh, we needed that. That was great. And um, three amazing episodes, three amazing crowds. Couldn't have been better. And uh, that was our very first Adelaide Fringe. So now you're going to tell me the story of. Our next Adelaide Fringe, maybe. Well, perhaps. No, maybe. But anyway, what we're going to do is I'm going to tell you um, some stories of uh, how the Adelaide Fringe came to be. Okay. And um, we can then talk about some of the. Absolute bollocks that we watched at the Adelaide Fringe. And years. I'm reading some of the worst reviews that the Fringe had to That's offer amazing. this year. So this Can is I, great. This I, is great. Do you, do you know I used to review Fringe shows? You've, you've told me. Okay. This, right, yeah. Is it worth discussing that now or waiting till the end? I'll wait till the end. Okay. Okay. Let's discuss it now. Go on. All right. Okay. All right so, let's do beer of the episode first. Come on. Do the, yeah, okay. Beer of the episode. So we have gone back to the Fox Hat Brewery. Now, I slagged them off. I didn't slag them off. I slagged them off. We we didn't like... I can't remember what it was. I, I have made a big list of all the beers we tried okay. because I want to make sure we never double up on anything. Uh-huh. And I was looking back at them and I was like, we should go and give them another go because I reckon we didn't give like... I think it was their lager. It was we the didn't, Fox Hat. It was a yellow one. I yeah, yep. it was their lager, I think. And I didn't like it much but i have heard really good things about some of their other beers so we are giving them another redeem yourself another go this is the fox hat red pill it's an indian india red ale okay indian accent please tom oh would you like to drink the fox hat red belt today there you go and i would Uh, and i'm going to so if you know anything about uh the prancing pony brewery you will know that their indian red ale one best, best in the best, world, best in the world best about two, world. two years yep. ago, yeah. Um, so a lot to live up to because that's one of my f- favorite beers. I don't think I've had it before. It's really good. Okay. It's really strong. Isn't it like 120 bucks for a case? Uh, well, a lot, yeah, a lot of their beers are quite pricey, but it's okay. it, like, I think that's why I have back it. in the day you can only buy it as long necks and yeah, it was like 120 okay. But like, that's that's cheap compared to some of the beers that um, Pirate Life have. Oh, their yeah, Mosaic IPA is like $40 for a four pack. That's insane. That it is. But so anyway. the Fox Hat Red Pelt India Red Ale, it's 7.8%, so it's also strong. <laughs> Good thing I'm driving, And uh, a salute to the red pelts everywhere, cocksure, a little angry, and mad as a hatter. Let's crack go. it. Let's, Let's crack do it. it, man. Fox Hat. All right. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to this. Woo! Hey, it's oh. a boy. Oh, that's, that's nice. Lovely. That's good. That's lovely. That's well good. done, that's Fox really good. You redeemed yourself. Ooh. It's, it's got good. like a... Um, Oh, it's got like a slow burn. It's really yeah. nice. It's um, there's something hanging that's on. That's wintry. That's, yeah, it is. It's beautiful. It? it is. Yep. Okay. Is. Well done. And I wouldn't usually drink um, something like that color, but that's um, yeah. Well done, Fox. We'll, we'll, we we are batch recording a few episodes tonight, so um, it's go. probably good that we've gone for the strong one first, mm, right? Multi, delicious. Oh. But anyway, 
Adelaide Fringe Festival. We just did our set of fringe shows. We did. It was amazing. Thank you to everyone who came oh out. Oh my god! To the show. Thank you so much. We, Great we, crowds. We really were good. like, we were blown away with how many people actually. Yeah, came I expected it to be like four people. One of them being like your mum. One of them being my mum. <laughs> yeah. And the other two people like thinking that it people was wanting to bang it, our yeah. mums. <laughs> yeah, or, or yeah, or, yeah. That's right. Or, or people like thinking they've come to a different show and then getting upset and leaving halfway through. Yeah. But um, no, it was great. It went really well. Um, if you haven't listened to the episodes, please listen to the episodes first, um, especially the Rage Spears episode, which is, I think that's going to be our flagship episode. From I now think on. so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's replaced Compilates as, oh as my, my God, favorite right. episode in the mix. And you know what? As well, if you really, if you came out and you did see us and you enjoyed the Adelaide live experience, or if you didn't get a chance to come out to one of the live shows and you mm. really wanted to, we're going to have another live show. Stay tuned. We can't announce it yet, but something Soon, is brewing. Yeah. Yes, we can't discuss it just yet. But, but it will brewing. be happening Something's soon. Something's coming. All right. But anyway, Tom. Yes. This is the story of the Adelaide Fringe Festival. All right, let's do it. All right, the Adelaide Fringe. Shall I the... talk about my... Oh, yeah, do that. Okay, yeah, go right. on. So I used to... I'll, I'll be very quick because it's, it's not that interesting, but it is kind of funny. Um, I used to... <laughs> Just like um, our Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's the opposite. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one. I used to um, volunteer. I say volunteer because, like, if you know what the green room is, it's this... Um, program where you get cheaper tickets to things if you're under the age of 30 mm-hmm. um, and it's for tickets for things like the fringe the adelaide festival the adelaide riders week all sorts of stuff yeah um and it's like it's called it's called the green room you pay like 25 bucks and you sign up for it and then um yeah like if, if you're under age 30 you get cheaper tickets for things right and i used to re- do reviews for them when I was at uni because they would give you free tickets if you did reviews, but you'd have to volunteer. And like, and I studied journalism. So they, they, they offered it up to, yeah, (laughs) no jobs in that. Greg knows. Um, they offered it out to students and they were basically like, you're a journalism student. So you should be able to write, you know, can uh, you put a couple of words, you put a couple of words together and, um, we'll get you on board to do some reviews and in return, like we won't pay you, but we'll just give you yeah, free tickets. tickets so rather than like signing up for cheaper tickets, we'll give you free tickets. Mm-hmm. And they used to have a big list. So at the very start of the fringe, maybe like a week before the festival, they'd have a big list of stuff that they were, that they'd been given free tickets for. Okay. And you would just put your hand up for what you wanted to go and mm-hmm. review. So you'd basically look through the list and then you'd look through the guide and you'd basically be like, try and match up the guide to the list and say, yeah, I want to go see that. Yep. Sure. Um, Initially, I did it every year that I was at uni. So, like, I started it, um, you know, I did it for three years running, basically. And I would have started on, like, 07 or 08 or whatever. And initially, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll pick things that I actually want to go and see. I, yeah, like, yeah. went through the list properly. Like, I, you know, worked yeah. worked to end up coming up with a list of, like, 20 and then whittled it down to five and then put my submissions in. But and then you realized. Some, well, sometimes yeah. you get what you wanted. Yep. And sometimes you just get, like, random stuff. Uh-huh. And they'd be like, no, nah, sorry, we need someone to review this. You've <laughs> got to go review this. And so I went along to a few shows that I really enjoyed, but I went on along to a few shows that were absolute <laughs> fucking garbage. <laughs> and what I discovered was, in terms of, like, being a patron like in terms of paying money to go see shows when you when you pay money and go see a terrible show yeah it's disappointing because you've paid yep but when you're when you're reviewing stuff <laughs> and you're getting the tickets for free it's really gratifying <laughs> to go and see like a terrible show because oh you, know be you, you know that you get to just slag it off and oh you know if, if you know me you know i enjoy slagging people off you do um you know drug kingpin i'll call you a dickhead <laughs> on stage and, and potentially get you know uh, shanked um um, because uh, that's just that's just how that's I roll. How, so, how, 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 how. 
oh yeah, opportunities to um, slag people off. So in my first year, tried to kind of do the right thing. Oh no. Second year, I was just like, going through the nah. list, looking for the worst <laughs> shows that I could possibly. I was like, yep, that looks fucking terrible. Uh, yeah. Just so, and you know what? Interestingly, it kind of worked in reverse in some ways because in certain situations, I would go through the list and try and pick the shittest shows yeah. I could find from the batch. And end up going and seeing something and actually being blown like, away. Okay, well that's pretty good. Yeah, and and that, like you need to work on your marketing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and that was also really fun. Like have, yeah. when you would be pleasantly surprised because you knew that you had deliberately picked something because it looked like yeah. dog shit, and then you got in, got in there and you're like, this person's really funny, or like this was really clever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what I love about the Fringe. It's an eclectic mix of just everything and everything because it's an open festival it's an open festival and we're going to get into the, okay. the, the openness of a festival but it's the <laughs> there's, there's certainly plenty of openness second largest annual arts festival and the largest in the southern hemisphere which is always said in, mm-hmm. uh, if it's the largest in australia yeah but we, we've got it, the yeah. largest podcast in the southern hemisphere oh don't we just yeah. um held in the south australian capital of adelaide that's where oh, we are now again I, I keep forgetting that the capital is not <laughs> mount gambia <laughs> For 31 days and nights during February and March, it features more than 5,000 artists. 31 days and nights makes it sound like it's like, you know, it's, it's some sort of, it's, it's, it's like some, a... some event of biblical significance, <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it's really not. And on the 15th day, we wenteth to the garden. Yeah. Uh, it features more than 5,000 artists from all of Australia, all around the world, over 1,000 events um, held in parks, warehouses, laneways, buildings, Bins. pubs, Dust cafes. Bins. And whatnot. People's front rooms. It really does get to that yeah. stage. Oh, yeah. It? Some yeah. of the venues are like, it's, or even even like with the introduction of all the micro bars and all the little pop-up venues yeah. and stuff, like at the Cranker, they used to have the, um, they've obviously got the Shadow Apollo there, which is mm. where we did our last show. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant. Yep. But like two years ago, that was what, Little Miss Mexico or yep. Little Miss or Miami Cranker, or whatever? Whatever yeah. it was, yeah. So it's like, you've got all these little venues, not only have you got lots of weird and wonderful places that they use for fringe venues, but you've got new venues popping up every year. Mm. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's a great, great way to get out and see Adelaide and things it like is, that. It is, it is. The festival includes contemporary work like art, cabaret, contemporary wank. comedy, oh, so much wank, puppetry, <laughs> so, music, puppetry the visual penis. arts. Uh, the Fringe begins with a free opening night and celebrations. Uh, it's in a period referred to locals as Mad March, where it's accompanied by Worm Adelaide. Yep. Uh, the Clipsal. Uh, the Adelaide Festival, which we'll yep. get into in a Adelaide bit. Writers Week. Yep, Writers Week and the, uh, not Clipsal, Adelaide 500. Sorry. Thanks, Tom. Sorry, it's not the Clipsal Sorry, 500 exactly anymore. Sense of that. Uh, and they nick the Grand Prix. They're always... Here's the thing. It's always going to be referred to as Clipsal because that's... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, for no, sure. Even yeah. though they, they've got their money's worth because they're not sponsoring it well, anymore. Well, it's like Amy Everyone's Stadium. Everyone just used to call it Footy Park yeah. even though it had been Amy Stadium for like 10 years. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. The festival attracts uh, many interstate and overseas visitors. 6% of the Fringe's uh, 1.5 million audience members are visitors to the city. Did we just say 6 per- 60%? 6 6% of visitors. Okay. So that's a good good grab from yeah, that's interstate. That's 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 and, that's and you're saying it's people that are visiting the city just in order to access the Fringe? Just to access okay, the Fringe that's or cool. just to perform in the Fringe, things like that. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so yeah. if it was like 6% of just people that were passing through and they were like, fuck, I'm never coming here again, <laughs> then I'd be what a bit concerned. It's 6%, but it goes down a little bit each year. It's like, it's like they, they don't come back. <laughs> it's 5.4%. Yeah, so what's yeah, going on? yeah, what's happening? Now, the Adelaide Fringe 
is an open access event. Oh, it's very open access. Meaning that... Anyone can put a show in. Literally, anyone can just be like, I've got a show, yeah. here it goes. Yeah. Like, exactly what we did. Which is great. If you have a little bit of money, not much, no, you can, you can yeah. have a show at the other It was about fringe. 260 bucks to and register like, the people show. people at work are like, oh, wow, you got a show in the Fringe? Like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. you must be... It's like, no, you you, you can have a show in the Fringe yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to pay for the venue too. So, like, we paid yeah. 260 bucks to register the event. and that's we were how happy. much we paid. Well, no, oh, no, like, to register the, yeah, to register then we the, paid for the venue. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the venue was a bit was quite a bit more than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, like, we don't want people doing the maths on how much money we made from the French. <laughs> it wasn't very much. Um, but, but it's not about that. We but it's not. You know, it's not about that. It's great. Yeah, it was good fun. But the point is that like it's it doesn't. If you've got a little bit of cash put aside, you can have a French show, That's which it. is crazy because they give you like an artist pass. Yeah, and then with your artist pass, you can uh, you can just get go some in, cheap drinks. Yeah, get, get some cheap drinks. Go into the, the French club and yeah. uh, just, which is really cool. We went. There we did, well. and we did, yeah. and we pulled the uh, we we got a few fun photos, and we got the um, the recorder out as well, and interviewed a few people randomly. And then Tom deleted. I may, have, I may have formatted <laughs> the card. <laughs> you wanted to include that as part of the. Oh, I, I did. I'm like, oh, do you still have the sound grabs from the night we got drunk and interviewed M- people? Most, and like, most nah. of them were pretty bad quality anyway. Like oh, you can just you hear doof doof in the background. Um, so, like you say, um, artists pay a once off registration fee, and then like people purchase tickets. Now, the first Adelaide Fringe was in 1960. And came about when a few artists decided to stage their own event in response to being excluded uh, from the curated Adelaide Festival of Arts. Yeah. So it's people who are shit. It is literally built on people who are shit at things. Which, which in principle isn't bad because, like, if you've got a curated festival and the cura- it's curated by snobs mm. who don't know anything, mm. and they're like, oh, no, we don't want any performance art of that type, yeah. but actually it's cutting edge and it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a new wave of innovative sort of are, which very little, very little of the fringe is, but let's say in principle it is. Um, it's like free speech. It's like you want everyone to have free speech, even though most people are just going to go on like anti-Semitic rants. <laughs> you want you want everyone to have the free speech, just in case somebody does say something smart That's or right. profound. Yeah. And it's kind of like you want everyone to have open access to the fringe, even though most people are just going to use it as a platform to go on anti-Semitic rant, rants. <laughs> you want you want some people to have the access to the fringe so they can maybe put on a really innovative show. That's right. So and that's what's so great about it. Anyone can get up and have a show yeah. and have a go, and people are going to find their audience this way. And that's why it's called the Fringe Festival because exactly. people on the fringe of cool. um, yeah, yep. you know, popular culture. And and, and like it's that. it's it's quintessentially Australian in that it represents a fair go for everyone. Absolutely. So the first Fringe included a mixture of sixty official and unofficial events. It was seen as the alternative to the mainstream festival of arts. Uh, the latter, it's, it's, it's pretty. It's so it's been pretty hipster from the start. Yeah, it's been yeah. pretty hipster from the start. Uh, for many years, though, the two events were basically linked together and created an atmosphere. It's like, okay, well, we're the top level. You guys are the fringe level. Let's just get along and we can play with each other. That's and it's cool. Been, it's been like that's that. Cool. That's, that's a good way to approach it. I like that. That's but, cool. But um, it continued to be held biannually. Um, and in 1975, the Adelaide Fringe became an incorporated association with Frank Ford as its head. In 2006, Premier Mike Rann announced the Fringe would receive uh, additional funding to become an annual event from 2007 onwards. Yeah, and that's awesome. And I don't know if it's going to happen now because we didn't get the government. <laughs> we should have. But um, they, they were also talking about doing the same thing for the Adelaide Film Festival. There we go. Uh, with the, the Labor government. Of the course they were, previous. yeah. But, um, but I don't think it's necessarily going to happen because that's a biannual event as well. But being... That's basically the history of it. Yep. 
But being the type of event it is, it's never been short of controversial. Oh, guys. amazing. This never is been be short good. of something a bit controversial, something a bit different, something a bit out there. I'm excited now. I'm going to have a sip of my very strong beer so I can enjoy. very good fox hat, red pelt. It's really good. I'm mm-hmm. loving this one. They've redeemed themselves. They really have. I really think this is a great beer. Yep. So, in 2014. Hit me with the controversy. In 2014. Oh, I love it already. <laughs> Of course, you'll love this one. A program, the program included a controversial dramatic play, The Sheds, uh, by James Cunningham, about, okay. about a gay Australian football league player. <laughs> what? Uh, basically, it was a story of uh, coming out in yep. a very masculine culture. Yep. Just caught Tom picking his nose. He thought yeah, that was very yeah. masculine. Well, anyway. talking about coming out in a very masculine <laughs> culture. Um, to quote the review, the Fitzroy fighters are thrown off their game when a star player, Darren, comes out to the media before fronting his mates. The situation escalates when a few new recruits uh, with a terrible secret uh, is employed by the club. I'm not sure. I've skipped this section. Okay. Cunningham, who also directs, has the bones of the play here, but needs <laughs> needs bones more, of the play. Needs more than a few nude blokes to flesh out the show. Oh, so it was just dudes with their dicks it was, out. It was just dudes with the dicks out, basically. Okay. I think that was the first kind of main event where people were like, Oh wait, we can we can get our dicks out, and essentially since then okay. we'll get into it's, a few it's, more it's, later. It's been all people with the dicks out. Now, um, that's like when you started explaining that about that show, I yeah. was like, that's actually a really cool idea. Like, it's a great idea. Yeah, it, like, because yep. I mean, like, we still don't have an openly gay AFL, AFL player, player, which is crazy many, because many, many. because in the yep. women's AFL there isn't an openly straight player. <laughs> They're shunned when they come out as straight. That's right, hey. yeah. So, but, but like, it's it's tragic that we don't have it because because there will definitely be gay. Oh, there like, definitely is AFL yeah. players, but it's like we still, you know, the culture is still sure. such that they probably don't feel comfortable coming out and being who they are. That's right. That's right. Um, so to kind of work that into a show and to tell a bit of a story with that and draw out that controversy, mm. that's cool. Like, that's a really good idea. It's a good idea. I would go and see that show and be like, this is interesting and compelling, but then I'd get there and be like, it's just guys with dicks out. <laughs> it's just guys banging on stage, yeah. uh, you know, with, with footy guernseys. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about yeah. this. Can appear. <laughs> Come on the pair. Come oh. on the pair. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, uh, you'll probably see the Dockers yeah. playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dockers, the, uh, come on. Yeah, the, the cock dockers. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I get okay, it. Yeah. Thanks. It's the, uh, uh, the black, teal, and white. 2014 also had a show called Come Heckle Christ, which outraged I went to some... that show. Holy shit, really? Yeah. <laughs> yep, I went to that show. Okay, hang on. Go on. Yeah, you go on. I went to that show and I was okay, intervie- I was interviewed outside the show by <laughs> by Channel Nine, but I didn't get on TV. Oh, no. I think they interviewed everyone. Yeah, they, they were leaving. They would have been looking for and they were filming pool. a documentary about it as well because um, as I, as we it. as we as I arrived, we had to queue up along the side of the venue. Mm. I can't remember where it was. We had to queue up alongside the venue, and the uh, the street Adelaide street preachers yeah. were across the road, and the police were there to keep them on one side of the road, and they were basically like, "You're heathen, you sinful bastards! Yeah. You're going to burn in hell!" Blah blah blah, and got in. Um, and it so was basically, it was, a guy... it was literally a guy on a cross. Yep, um, and um, he was Jesus, dressed as Jesus, mm-hmm. and you just heckled him for an hour. That was basically it. And I, I think I yelled out, um, "It was going to be terrible." Can God make a sandwich that he himself can't eat? Simpsons reference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as a Simpsons reference. And um, and yeah, people enjoyed it because it was a Simpsons reference, but also because um, it's that it's comes from the um, one of the like criticisms of people that like 
believe in the existence of God is mm. that it's logically impossible for him to be omnipotent. So the question we you challenge the logical impossibility of omnipotence is that you, you ask the question, can God create a rock that he himself can't lift? Mm-hmm. If he can't lift it, then he's not. He's not all-powerful, and if he can't create it, then he's not all-powerful. So it's like a logical – it's it's a logical inconsistency for for God to be able to be all-powerful. Okay. So you went to the show. So I went to – and I was trying to reference that, but also trying to reference The Simpsons, obviously, because um, there's that moment. I think it's Millhouse that asked that question. I think it's a a burrito. Oh, it's a burrito, yeah, 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 a sandwich or whatever, yeah. Um, And so I I did that, and uh, I I think I got a few claps, and then he kind of um, gave me kind of a non-committal answer. So which is great, um, and that was it. And then so was it basically that, that, that was my heckle. Okay, uh, and everyone cool. else, everyone took turns to to go up to the mic and heckle him. So yeah, it was a uh, comedian Joshua J. Ladgrove dressed as Jesus. He asked the audience member to jeer in his direction, yeah, ask a question or throw something at his head. It had a few people in uproar, mainly hardcore Christians. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, so it was the Adelaide Street preachers. I think were like the the like the vocally pissed off yep. ones, and they parked themselves across the road from the venue and just like try, they tried to like yell and scream the whole way through the show. But I think they gave up after like thirty <laughs> minutes. And then as we came out, they were they'd kind of recongregated and wow. sort of and uh, Channel Nine. So there was a, like a line of cops. Yep. And then Channel Nine, uh, Channel Nine interviewed everyone, or not everyone, but like a whole handful of people as they came out, and they were kind of like, "What do you think of all this?" Yep. And I think I said something like, "Oh, you know, it's it's just just a show. Like it's basically, um, you know, it, it's not even really a conversation piece. It's mm. like it's a piss take." Yeah. Um, and um, I think they're overreacting. I think that was what I said, but yeah. I didn't get on TV. So. Of course, they wanted someone outraged. Yeah, they wanted yeah. someone being like, "Well, <laughs> it wasn't even funny." <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, according fair, to the like, reviews, it did, did, didn't do that great. No, so. it, it wasn't. Yeah, like it wasn't. Um, it's problematic because like he hadn't prepared any content. Obviously, like the yeah. whole premise of the show was like you yell at him because he's dressed as like come yeah, heckle yeah, Christ. I know, yeah. But it's not like he was telling jokes mm-hmm. and you were heckling him as part of the show. Like yeah. he was literally just on a cross, and you wanted to make him cross. And you and and basically yeah and yeah. basically saying have a go at me yep um, which is which is basically. brave now but it's not like smart yeah there was also one news story from the fringe which I was desperate to find but I couldn't find it basically and there's a reason because I had a personal tie to this story as well um, I think it was about it was before I had kids so it was at least like seven years ago I uh-huh. went to the Garden of Unearthly Delights and we saw some magician and he does the classic trick where you get the three cups. One's got a knife through it. He doesn't know which one it is. And, you know, he hits one of yep. them, hits yep. the other one, and oh, knife's in the middle one. We went to that show, like, I don't know, uh, one night. And one had a knife, and he put his hands through the knife? Yep. Yeah. While no, you no, were no, no, not while I was at the show. Because oh, I, heard, I heard about it, like, the next night, he put his hand, knife through, hand through the knife. And my first reaction wasn't like, oh, I hope he's okay. I'm like, no, oh, I wish I was at that show because <laughs> I'm a piece of shit person. So he was like, <laughs> no, okay. uh, yeah, he put his hand. That would have been my reaction too. And everyone too. was like, oh, this is, this is a great act. He's like, no, I'm actually bleeding to death. Please help me. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said that. It's like, I'm actually, been, I'm actually in quite a lot of pain. So yeah. But, I'm um, actually quite badly hurt. <laughs> so it's never short of controversy, but also so good. being the open access festival, you just get a lot of shit. Also, you get a lot of nudity. Yeah, we'll get to that. But the problem well. with the nudity is like it's not it's like the guy on the cross pretending to be Christ. It's like it's ill conceived. It doesn't it doesn't have any significance to the show or the story or the message that they're trying to get across. It's just basically like I can get, I, I can get my gear off. I can get my gear off yeah. and I'll get a crowd because I've got my gear off. Like even this year they had um, women reading naked Naked Girls reading. Um Nona from um the show, PBAFM was in that. Yeah, but what's the value of that? I don't know. Like it's like I can go to a strip club and see like I'm not you know 
I'm not going to. I can and will. <laughs> um, but yeah, you we're can go, get, you can go to a strip to club a and show, you can yeah. just see boobs there and it's like... Well, I think that's the point of it. It's like, well, you know, you don't have to go to these erotic places. Nudity can just be how Re- it is. Reading a book. Reading a book. But it seems like it's just kind of an excuse to be like, we'll definitely get a crowd if we're naked. Yeah, that's right. Coming uh, 2019, Adelaide Fringe, uh, Adelaide Live Naked. Adelaide Adel- Adel- Live Naked. Adelaide yeah. Live yeah. Naked. I'd be down for that. Maslin yeah, Beach. Yep. Yeah, well, uh, Maslin Beach. And we'll uh, and uh, the guys from Poz and the Key of Springfield, we can invite their drama teacher uh, <laughs> onto, the sh- onto the show as well. Classic. So, but... Like I said, you get a lot of shit shows. You get a, you get some absolute bollocks. So I'm going to start reading you some reviews from this year's yes. range. In this de- is great. In descending order. Yes, Dan, do it. We're Hit starting me. with... This is brilliant. We're starting with Your Welcome Comedy, one and a half stars. Now, one and a half stars... <laughs> what? Okay. Half a star is like... It's utter shit. It's like, well, you. But one and a half stars. Yeah, yeah. Half a star is like, yeah, you open the venue on time. Yeah. And (laughs) And there was someone there. Well done. Yeah. But one and a half stars is like, this could have been, (laughs) or this this appeared on paper to be compelling, interesting, maybe even even engaging, or maybe even funny. So I'm going to give it one and a half stars because not only was it shit. But like it could have been good, and it's it's not only it's not only disappointing, but it's disappointing <laughs> because it promised to not yeah. be disappointing because you tried. Yeah, basically, it's disappointing. I'm not going to read the whole it. review yeah. with this one because we are going in descending order. Right, got it. Um, but um, so this is the best review that we're reading. One and a half. That's stars. so good. Um, these are all from the advertiser, by the way. So take them with a shovel load so, of salt. Yeah, because sho- yeah, they're not yeah. proper theatre critics. They're just whoever on the street. Yeah, you know, Caleb I mean, Bond. Oh, Caleb Bond. What? Uh, he actually was reviewing fringe shows. Yeah. Like, that was not only do I not like it, but uh, <laughs> I also uh, hate poor people. <laughs> so I won't read the whole review, but this the section- show is poor and I hate the poor. <laughs> You're welcome. Comedy. One and a half stars. I won't read the whole review, but this part stood out for me. Is is it the correct, like, does does your... Like, is it the correct your, or is it like, you know, it, does it have an apostrophe in the wrong oh, place? Oh, yeah, no, it, that's correct. So that, that, okay, that's oh, why they got the half star. Okay, that's why they got that, because I was going to, that'd be even funnier if it was like a terrible show with like a, a, a grammatically like <laughs> incorrect title. Where's my welcome? Um, quote, a big problem is the band of fellow performers who provide an extremely fake and extremely off-putting live, laugh, live pseudo laugh track to accompany her efforts. So she... Literally had people sitting on stage laughing at her jokes like a sitcom to encourage the audience to laugh. Why don't you just get a sign, like a flashing sign that says applause <laughs> and just have that flash at the I time don't know. Say, like when you want people to laugh? But I think next show. Oh, yeah, people, definitely. People yeah. on stage for us. Let's get someone on stage to just like... <laughs> but, yeah. Come on, Tom. Not, not, just ca- like, not just canned laughter, but a cackle. Yeah. Like a- <laughs> ah! Can't get enough of it. Oh, just like knee slapping. <laughs> You're so funny. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, get Big Al from, uh, from, from, yeah. from the bad cast to come along. Brilliant. He's got a great laugh. Now for some one-star reviews, Tom. Oh. The Package Theatre. One star. Review by Richard Evans. The Package. A long-running scurrious, scurrilous Is- UK comic, Viz, has a story called Buster Gonad. <laughs> the running joke around what? a young boy's enormous oversized testicles. <laughs> T- testicles or testicles? Testicles. Okay. 
Buster Gonad. Buster Gonad? Halfway <laughs> through this even... mimed look back at an old woman's life shortly before she dies. Why is an old woman looking back on her life and thinking about a boy's giant... Her younger self pops out of a cardboard box wearing a ginormous pair of cloth breasts that stretch below her waist. (laughs) The The male companion is similarly enhanced with a foot-long cloth penis and enormous oversized testicles. (laughs) It's surreal and crass, but also a lot of kilter with the smotherly, morbidly and fairy tale creepiness thus far. This is terribly written, by the way. Yeah. A hospital labour scene soon after had the lady in front of me thrusting her arms around her children and hopefully their eyes too. <laughs> <laughs> While well produced and a sellout crowd, it's $48 for a family ticket. Oh my God. You just shouldn't take the kids nor anyone you feel any affection for. No, or yourself. Yeah. It sounds... <laughs> Terrible. Terrible, yeah. Now we get wow. to the nakedness. One star. One star nudity. Uh, which uh, These are obviously from different years? No, these are all this year. They're all this, this year. All this year. Okay, all right. So I think if we see these shows on next year's bill, we yeah. can go. Oh, okay. yeah, definitely. Well, like, maybe we should set that as a competition for us next year. Find like, if, we, if we do, Yeah, if we do a uh, Fringe we show. We do need to f- do our story about the worst show we saw at this Fringe. You know the one I'm Oh, yeah, about. I do, yeah, I do. Yeah, we'll do that at the um, end. At this year's Fringe, uh, sorry, at next year's Fringe, though, if we do do another set of shows, which I think we should... Because um, it was great fun. Yeah. If we, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. a lot of effort on my behalf. But yeah, maybe once is enough. Yeah, like uh, too much of a good thing can be uh, too That's much. It. Uh, but if we do do another French show, we should we should go. We should set ourselves the task of trying to find the biggest pile of shit. I reckon we actually probably came close this year with what we found. In yeah, the, uh, gluttony. Yeah, so I yeah, think, I we'll, think we'll discuss that in a bit. Close. That was fucking terrible. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this is a review of The Naked Painters, cabaret slash performance <laughs> art. One star. See, I've always said this, right? <laughs> I know what you're going to say as well. I know I know. I complained like literally five minutes ago about how there was a show <laughs> called Girls Reading Naked and yeah. how it's just pointless that you know, had to have that as, an idea, as a concept. But I always feel that there needs to be more information in the Fringe Guide, like specifying where, when or when there isn't nudity. Yeah. Like there needs to basically, because they have little symbols that are just like, you know, comedy, family friendly, yep. blah, blah. That's and, right. um, you know, like, yeah. And what they need is a, a little symbol which lets you know that there's guaranteed minge. Okay. <laughs> you need that. Like a little triangle but, with a line through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or something of the equivalent. So you can basically be like, okay, Okay. This isn't, this isn't, ma- this, well, this there was be, no minge in this one. This would be uncomfortable for a first date. Or, <laughs> or, or, let's see how this goes. Yeah, let's, let's see how this goes. This, this, could the be the, this could be the way to go for a first date. But anyway, The Naked Painters, one star review by Tara Nash. There's no delicate <laughs> way to put this. I watched a man paint a picture with his penis. <laughs> to a sold out show, the audience squealed when Tim, a man in his late 60s, what? Late 60s? ripped out his member and lathered it in paint. Why? But after the initial shock value, it was boring. And became apparent that his fascination with his Johnson should have remained behind closed doors. <laughs> Basically, it was just an excuse for him to get off. He, so so he, it starts off as him like, look, I'm painting a picture with my knob. And people yeah. are like, wow, that's controversial. And then they're like, no, he's actually painting yeah. a picture with his knob. He mumbled while painting, holding the picture out of sight from most. 
constant streams of audience members ran out the door, leaving the room a quarter filled by so the end. What the fuck? How long did the show go for? I don't know. Like, so you it, it was literally for forty-five time. minutes of him like yep. mumbling whilst rubbing his mm. dick on a piece of canvas. Yeah, yeah, essentially. And so it starts you know off with people getting some. Yeah, but also like, is he mentally well? Like, it starts off with people being like, <laughs> and then it's uh, like, oh, it gets real sad. Oh, really. this is tragic. And then they're just leaving. Yeah, by leaving the end. a quarter field. Oh, that's kind of. As my mother groaned, head dropped in her hand. <laughs> head dropped in his hand as well. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are we doing here? She's like, I've got to review this for my job. You want to come? And up? halfway through her, well, he's like, he's going to come. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> oh, How does he mix his paint? There's a lot of white in the, in the paint. Um, that's the Bob Ross method. Bob Ross method. <laughs> he uses the glazer beforehand. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It's uh, is that a watercolor? Or is it just uh, yeah? Um, but by the end of it, yeah, like her own mother is like, what are we, what doing, are we doing with here? our lives? Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> why do you work for the advertiser? <laughs> why, why are they forcing you to do this? Oh, God. Now, You've got to assume, though, that she put her hand up for that. Yeah. Uh, well, you following would do the my, same Following thing. my yeah, philosophy, that's, what, that's, what that's one of the ones done. I would have gone, yes. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, i got to see this. Yeah. Yep, a quarter full by the end. But anyway, now we hit the half stars, Tom. <laughs> we're, wow. We're that, scraping. That wasn't a half star. We're scraping. It was it was a half bar, but it wasn't a half star. <laughs> you, I think you would need a bit of like yeah, stiffness yeah, yeah. to it. To, to, but what if you were like you're you'd semi, want to go out? Kind you'd, of semi. You're semi lob, but then you're like, oh, hang on, you know what I mean? Like it's like, oh dear, like, like oh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to stop painting for a while. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take a break. Just need to take a break. <laughs> I just need to get some water. Do you dip your paintbrush in water? <laughs> Do you clean <laughs> it off? Splash, splash, splash. Like against the edge, <laughs> the edge of the thing, the easel. <laughs> Now, uh, Damien and Ross in Safari Psychosis. Comedy, oh half dear. a star, review by Tom Bowden. Okay, they've put their own names in the title, which I always know, like, That's these, problematic. these people are wankers. Yeah. It's, it's not Dan and Tom in Adelol. It's, um, yeah, yeah. these guys yeah. are wankers already. It's like, if you don't, if, surely you remember me from high school, <laughs> I'll put my full name so you, so you can't forget. Damien and Ross in Safari Psychosis. Art is meant to confront and challenge... But this is, is not it? art. This is crap. <laughs> <laughs> what a review! Uh, what a review! It's not really worth going into the storyline because this show's barely got one. Two blokes, Damien Vosk and Rosk Purdy, wind up in the jungle suffering from safari psychosis. Not a thing. Ross then tries to convince Damien to suck honey out of his anus and moons what us all. What the fuck? <laughs> what? Just an excuse to get his ass out. So Why was there honey in his anus? I don't think they needed a storyline. Okay. It's basically like, they've just, they're just two mates. They've gone, you know what? Let's just fuck with everyone at the fringe and like put on a show, make it up as we go along. Now you're in the advertiser though. And like you <laughs> thought you were fucking with people, but they printed your names. <laughs> they also play a game show titled, Is It Funnier With A Wig? It isn't. <laughs> Is it funnier with a wig? <laughs> At one point, they acknowledge that their audience of nine is dying <laughs> and invite us to dance the Macarena with them. What the f- And did they pre-plan that before the show? Where they're like, if we get halfway through the show and the audience is like We're really not impressed, we just get them up on stage and they dance the Macarena with us. So that'll turn... Like, if anyone knows anything, like a dying crowd, that'll turn that'll them around. That'll turn them around. Yeah. Only six of us do so. Only six of the nine... <laughs> 
When- and that was like a pity macarena, right? The <laughs> yeah. other three people were sitting there just going, like- it, 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 was that, it was the girl from the advertiser and mum. <laughs> what are, <laughs> what are, what are we doing, doing with our lives? <laughs> this has happened twice now. You don't even have to review this one, Tara. What's going on? <laughs> oh, when two more people walk out, we're down to an audience of seven. Oh. Later in the show, Ross Cart cries out to the heavens, God, kill me! To which one of the remaining, remaining audience rem- members adds, Me too. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Savage. The only reason they're getting half a star and not nothing at all is because they played Hall and Oates's You Make My Dreams Brilliant. montage and I like that song. Yeah, that's a great song. An absolute train wreck from start to finish. The, so my hockey was... team, every time we win a game we play that song. Do you? There yeah, you go. Well, so that's yeah. Damien and Ross in Safari Psychosis. Sounds sensational. It's, it does not. It does not. But, but I kind of kind of yeah, kind of wish, wish you were there. To be fair though, like all of these reviews are making me think about the show that we saw yeah. at Gluttony, and I'm like, and, this and is I'm probably like, as shit as that. No, but it's it's no, it's me going. I think the show we saw was worse than this. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I think it actually was. Oh, oh my god, Frankie and Sal in ma- uh, once again people with their names at the front. Yeah. Frankie and Sal in Making It Rain. Making it rain. Theatre okay. slash comedy. Rating half a star. Review by Cameron England. So this, that's the crazy thing is they're all getting reviewed by different people. Yeah. And all of these people are like, this is fucking rubbish. It's not <laughs> like it's so one reviewer. It's, it's not one reviewer just having a go at yeah. people. It, which is, you know, obviously what I did when I, when I <laughs> write reviews for the Green Room website. But it's like different people being like, wow, there's some shit at this yeah, festival. Yeah, there's some real shit. Ordinarily, this is where I'd warn you about spoilers. But this isn't a spoiler because I implore you, you are not going to see this show. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> highlights include reading out a fan tales rapper and getting the audience to guess the answer. <laughs> what? The... Do you know what a fan tales yes. is? Yes. <laughs> it's like something your uncle would do at a family picnic. <laughs> Inviting a random audience member on stage to ad lib crucial early parts of the show. <laughs> Okay. So just for fun. So we don't know what's going to happen. So you just give us a story and they're just like, what, what do you mean? What, why? Ah, like, yes. If, why? You, if, you, if, you, if you don't have any good ideas, I've got some fantails rappers like in my pocket here. They can like, work some ideas over that. Is it Tom Cruise? It's always Tom Cruise. So it's always Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> or Russell Crowe. Yeah. Uh, ah, and performing an unfunny son- song accompanied by the ukulele, despite not actually being able to competently play the ukulele. Well, hang on. that's Having, that, having that in your show is not, not a, a deal breaker, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. This could have applied to our show as well. I was genuinely annoyed that my time had been wasted with this self-indulgent, lazy piece of work. <laughs> you know that they put piece of crap and the editor was like, that's too harsh. Change that last uh, word. On the upside, only one person snuck out mid-performance. And it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie and Sal, making it rain. But why making it rain as well? I love it how they have these titles that have no, like, oh, been no I don't know. correlation to it's the show. It's just like people well. who are like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll put it on a show because I think I'm funny. And Yeah, my mum thinks yeah. I'm the funniest guy in school. I'm funny on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's us. <laughs> and finally, Tom, we get to a zero star review. Brilliant. We get to a zero. Adelaide Live. <laughs> Adelaide Live. Review by Greg Barilla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fuck these guys. Fuck these zero guys. Stars. He's good history. Hashtag. Stop, stop stealing my bit. Stop, yeah. First name and stop contacting me. First name unknown. Theatre. Stop talking about me in your episodes. <laughs> zero stars. First name unknown. 
First name unknown. Theatre, zero stars. Review by Craig Cook. Okay. Cringeworthy. Sounds like a pretty cook bloke. <laughs> Cringeworthy. Not fringeworthy. Cringeworthy, not fringeworthy. <laughs> what a crack up. Oh, from the start. Already better than the show. <laughs> cringeworthy, not fringeworthy. This show was a train wreck from go to woe. <laughs> Going to what? Go- what is that even a saying? I don't know. Oh god! It's, it's, yeah, well, he works for the advertiser, oh, so well. you know the fact uh, that he's barely literate is probably not something to focus on. <laughs> it's um written okay. The I think I heard on Pods in the Key of Springfield they said the advertiser is written at like uh, uh, yeah. tw- twelve year olds like yeah, but that's level. that that's good. Like tabloid newspapers in the UK are written like at the reading age of an, of an eight year old. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. the average uh, mental capacity of uh, someone from the UK. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that reads the su- the, the Sun. The yeah. Sun. Well, yeah. that's the one with the yeah. Yeah, the, su- <laughs> the Sun is the one with the uh, page three girls, which yeah. is basically a lady with the tits out yeah. on page three of the newspaper oh, it's the every fringe. day. Yeah, well, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> the advertising it's the fringe of newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the advertiser. Oh, we can't start our own paper. We'll just make our own paper. Yeah. No. The advertising for first name unknown claims quote. Almost too horrifying to believe, but it's a story we need to tell. Pri- no, it isn't. <laughs> priori, priori Projects, an emerging independent theatre company from Wollongong, New South Wales, got the first part right, but not the second. So, almost too horrifying to believe. This is great. Yep. Mispronouncing the name of the Kana people as the traditional landowners was not even the first indication that this show would be a shambles. Oh, no. (laughs) The plot, such as it is, involves an irritating and confused David Attenborough voiceover rambling about the inadequacies of the white male while a stage actor... That's all true. ...an inadequate white male... Represents an immigration officer and mumbles dialogue involving an imaginary refugee. Thankfully, it only ran for 25 minutes. Okay. The audience of four were informed it's been a bad week for the actor. So you're just like, sorry guys, it's been a bad week. It's been a bad week. This has made it worse. But that. Is this the guy that got like upset and stormed off? Like or just started having a DNM with the audience. Uh, yeah. I think we might have talked about this uh, before. Yeah, it's been a bad week for oh, the actor. God. But that doesn't excuse him for taking out his stress on the sound and light operator oh, doing what? her very best. What? Yeah. So what did he say? What he was just having a go at? Having her. a go at her, like your shit. You're making this show shit. No, uh, mate. Like yeah. your shit. <laughs> You're so it was a show about how shitty white males are, and then he's a white well, that male. Bit's, that, just, that bit's true. <laughs> he's just saying like, "Oh, you're a piece of shit." Like to the to, to the, the female sound, sound operator. operator. Like, what an Good absolute one. piece of shit. But like I said, um, these reviews are from the advertiser, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, there are probably some great shows in there that we've. I would love to go see. Oh, there's there's definitely like but some I'm pretty really sure good stuff at the fringe. We, but sure, we some saw something much worse than all of I think I think together. we did. I, think I reckon we, did. we actually did. Do you so remember the name of the show? Ba- vaguely. Um, you and I had had a few at the Artist Bar. So this and then is, you're like, let's is, go try and find a, yeah. a $5 show that we can just go have a laugh at. So talk through, walk through. We did our show on the Friday mm-hmm. and we went home. We had a beer afterwards and went home. Yep. Um, and we did our show on the Saturday. And we knew that we weren't going to have another show until the 18th, which yep. was my birthday, the big show, the big fin- finale show where yep. we had uh, Mr. Mr. Reg Spears, shout yep. out, come up on stage. Um, and so we had a, like a two-week gap. 
So we were basically like, let's go hard with the Saturday show, and like if afterwards we're feeling in the mood, it's the middle of the fringe. We'll go out. We'll, we'll go out and we'll have a few drinks and we'll go to the artist bar because we, we we didn't think we'd get another chance. Yep. Well, we we had like a two week run <laughs> with, with other fringe stuff going on, but we have lives, so yeah, we yeah. couldn't. You know, we were like, all right, well, you know, if the Saturday show goes well, we'll uh, we'll get on the beers afterwards. Probably the worst it. show of the three, by the way. So. Yeah, easily the worst show of the three, but not not not, not a bad terrible, show. Not, not a bad terrible. Show, but, and we went upstairs to Midnight Spaghetti. Yep. Uh, above the cranker, and we had something to eat, and then um, we went out with my sister-in-law Claire, who yep. came to all three shows and helped on the door. She's amazing. Thank She's you very much, Claire. One. Big shout Thank out, She's number one fan. And she came out with us to the artist bar, and um, we had a few drinks. Yep. And they were like artist specials, five dollar pale owls. I was like, like, well, that's yeah, not true. really much of a special. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Uh, and then we decided we went to Gluttony. We'd go to Gluttony. Joined. Are yeah, we... and so Gluttony, and for people that weren't, didn't go to the Fringe this year or haven't been in the Fringe before, it used to be you had the Garden of Unearthly Delights, which is a big garden at the end of Rundle yep. Street, uh, where they just have like little um, booths and, and sideshows and circus tents and all sorts of stuff. Yep. And then they added Gluttony, and Gluttony's slowly gotten bigger and bigger, and Gluttony's another garden it's on basically the other as big side. It's basically as big now. And it, again, it's just sideshows, food, vend- yep. food vendors, food carts, circus uh, tents, and all sorts of weird and wacky shows. Yeah. I'm just trying to look up what it was called. You keep talking. Okay. Um, And so we had, by this point, how many beers had we had, Dan? Uh, I I was driving. I hadn't had as many, but um, you were quite drunk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You were like like really drunk and I was like kind of holding it all together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was pretty sloshed. Um, So we'd had probably two or three beers during our show. Yeah. Uh, And then we, I had a couple more at when we had we went upstairs to midnight spaghetti and had dinner, I had a couple more, and then we went to the artist club and had probably two or three more. So at this point, I had at least ten beers. I say we were yeah, you were drunk. I was yeah. at the ten. I was at the ten beers stage. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, but so we're wandering around, and we see this tent. We see this guy, probably like at least six foot tall, yeah. dressed as like a goth undertaker, yeah. Yeah. doing a terrible yeah. Borat accent. He's like. Yeah. Yeah, come to my show kind of thing. Yeah. So like... Um, We're like, well, this looks shit. Let's go. If you've ever seen the Mighty Boosh and had the thought that it's it's funny and it's, it's clever in lots of ways, mm. but it's not that innovative or original. It's basically like goths being fucking weird goths. Being mm. weird. Um, this guy was that... <laughs> but with even less kind of originality or e- even less of a sense of um, yeah. innovation. It was like he'd seen the Mighty Boosh and he'd been a goth in high school and he decided to like take that and turn it into a fringe show, which was there like, <laughs> yeah, which basically like involves him playing the part of an undertaker with a bad Bora accent. Yeah. Black uh, eyeliner and eye makeup and a top hat oh, and a felt the jacket. Crowd. There's the crowd. Yeah. Anyway. And um, he sets up in a tent. It's basically a marquee that you'd get from a marquee. Bunnings. Yep. Yeah. And um, let's, okay, so we pay our $5 and we're like, yeah. okay, so when's the show starting? He's like, oh, we'll just wait to get a couple more people kind of thing. Yeah. We were there for like 40 minutes. Like, kind of like, come yeah. on, mate, we're killing, kind of losing the buzz here. Yeah. He waited until he got about 20 people. So yeah. 20 or $5 a head. So he's making making a bit of cash. How much is he making? Is this five bucks a head? Five is bucks it? a head, 20 people. So it's a hundred bucks. No. Thousand bucks? No, no, no two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks, guys. Yeah, Mobbery yeah. high. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> and basically we have to stand on one side of the tent. Yeah, and there's, and there's a there's a there's like a, 
but it's chicken wire. Like it's it was like a chicken, chicken wire, wire cage. Okay. Separate, like, so a chicken wire cage running down the middle of the, f- the, the tent. And it's called the Doc- audience- Dr. Pickle's Family or family morgue or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And the, the crowd's on one side, chicken wire fence, and yeah. then he's on the other side. And it's like he'd just taken the most like weird cliche goth bullshit yeah. and just put it in a tent. Yep. So it was, it was like there's a coffin. There's a coffin. And, like the coffin was the centerpiece. It wasn't a big big area. There was a coffin. No. Behind no. it was a bookshelf with like books and like a few like chemistry looking. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. So like, like you could tell it was a morgue. Like and then there was like, yeah, there yeah. was like a prep table on the there side. Was, and there was a prep table and there was a projector which was just playing like old um, like di- Walt Disney like old yeah. Walt Disney cartoons like Pinocchio and stuff. yeah like yeah like old, yeah old old clips from Pinocchio uh, and like just. And he's obviously dressed as a full goth, like a like a, a like yep. a felt suit with a top hat. Yeah. So then some it starts and like EDM, like I think it was like a goth EDM. Yeah. Like it's kind of like blasting and it's yeah. it was so loud. Yes. And anyway, yeah, like, ridiculously what's going on? fucking loud. So he comes yeah. out, he opens the coffin. Yeah. And inside that coffin is like a sex doll. Yeah, like well, a, like a like a realistic looking one. Yeah, like like I don't know if you've ever seen like one of those uh, those like. I don't know. Back in the day, like in the in the late nineties, HBO used to do this special called like Real Sex. Uh, no. Uh, okay, so it was like it's like, H, like HBO's Real Sex or whatever, yeah. and it was like um, a documentary where they would go around and they just interview people about like their weird and wonderful sex. Yeah. So they'll like interview swingers, and then they'll like interview someone, and, and like there was they'd always do like specials where they'd interview people that were like, I'm into sex dolls, yeah. and they'd be like, here's this realistic Japanese yeah. sex doll that's like you know cost seven thousand dollars it was one of those yeah and it's got like you know limbs that you can move and it's got like a you know a pulsating vagina that's you know made to be the right anatomically correct and all this sort of stuff so basically it was one of those it was one of those like it would have cost him (laughs) i don't know you know like a couple of grand i'd guess i I assume Uh, I think there's been some depreciation on oh, that. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so, yeah. he lifts it out of the coffin, yeah. puts it on a table. Basically, she's on her back, legs spread yeah. towards us, yeah. breasts out. He starts fondling it. Tom is hammered at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just yelling like, fuck the doll, fuck the doll. <laughs> like seriously off-putting this guy. Well, everyone is, so, else in the like, crowd is mortified. Well, my my like my kind of vibe was that he was like, he was basically doing it in order to try and be like look how controversial i am i'm a goth who like yeah. pulls out a sex doll and like does this art piece with it and i was just like well are you gonna fuck the doll <laughs> yeah. like legit question but because like you want you want to be controversial like yeah. let's let's go to the next level and he didn't fuck the doll he very disappointing he started like he fondled it though and he was yeah, masturbating yeah. it at one point yeah and then, like yeah. putting tubes up it and like yeah yeah all sorts he, of basically weird, so. the show was him prepping it for Burial, I At guess. At which point I'm still yelling, fuck, fuck the doll. Fuck the doll, fuck yeah. the doll. And then, um, <laughs> I was very drunk. <laughs> and basically, he then just does that. Um, I don't think there was any sort of climax or anything. No. He just put it back in the box and was like, all right, see you. Thank you. He was getting off, though. He, on sucked on his, he sucked on the doll's toes, and he, and he would like yep. pull the toes, and the toes were kind of elastic and they'd yep. twang back. And then he got out some nail varnish and painted the nails. Yep. That's right. Um, I think that was. You're like, oh, well done, Tom. You can remember this much. You were stumbling around. Uh, And uh, and that was it. That was it. And like, yeah. And that that was it. That was it. That was it. Literally the whole show. And we were uh, like, he came out afterwards, and we were like, can we get a photo with you? Because we want to be able to. 
tell this story to people because <laughs> we did. your show was so bad. And I was like talking to, I was talking to this guy um, who was like an older gentleman, like quite well dressed. I'm like, oh, so why are you here? And he's like, well, I'm actually a mortician. I just kind of wanted to see what like this is all about. Yeah, right. And okay. I was like, I like so had he looked it up in the fringe guy, do you reckon? Or I guess he so. Just and I like, interviewed garden. him after like, oh, so what do you reckon? He's like, yeah, that was like fucking disgraceful. <laughs> And then there was a young guy. Did you this... interview? Did you catch the interview on your phone or do you? Use no, the... on your recorder. Oh, god so, damn And it. then like, um, <laughs> so that's gone. Then, then I interviewed like I think it was this young guy or one of the young guys. He's like, he's like, pardon the phrase, but fuck me dead. That was the worst show I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was like, well, that's the sound grab right there. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so there was about what at least a dozen people there. Yeah. It was terrible. And it I've was never really seen anything awful. that terrible before. And I think that is the worst show that I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I, I got to be honest, like. The other things that I've seen that I went to that I knew would be bad and I deliberately went to because I wanted them to be really bad and to get that experience and then to slag them off, they were bad but still fun. This mm. was bad but just awful. It was just bad. Like it was just, it was just bad. But he's got a spot in Gluttony. He was making – he would have been doing a couple of shows an hour. Yeah. He would have been raking it in because people are like, oh, five bucks. Like how bad can sure, it be? Sure, yeah, it's yeah. Like, well, it's, it's that no, bad. It can be that bad. Yeah, yeah. it was it, that it bad. It really so, can. But then again, having said that, I've, I've paid. I've gone to other stuff at the fringe. Where I've paid five dollars, and I've gone in, and someone's done like sword swallowing or like yeah, I've, I've fire, cool fire breathing, or like, oh, that's yeah, and yeah. you know, like obviously you don't have to do sword swallowing or fire breathing in order to do something interesting. But mm. I've been and paid five dollars to go and see stuff, and then been like, that was actually really cool. Yeah, uh, but so, this wasn't. So. This was not. There was not. <laughs> there was, was. It was just weird. And it's not even that thing of like. And he was getting off on it as well. He was. Yeah, yeah. it was creepy. And it's not even that thing of like, oh, anyone could have done that because like I don't necessarily think. That you could make when people say anyone could have done that, my response is always, "Well, yeah, but they haven't. They that haven't. person yeah. did it, and that's what makes it brilliant." So the guy that took the, the you know the urinal and put it on its side and signed it, and people were like, "Is that art? Yes, it's mm. art." But anyone could have done it. Yes, but he did it. He actually did it. That's yeah. innovative and smart, and and for the time it was kind of you know mm. it was it was cutting edge. But this was like every goth cliche you can imagine. It was like it was literally like he'd watched. <laughs> the Mighty Boosh and Borat and then just kind of wait, made like, this weird amalgamation the of the two. If I can be weird and put on a funny accent, people will pay $5 That's to see right. my show. And I can fuck my doll in front and of everyone. Yeah, and, I, and yeah. I can do weird stuff with the doll. And then like he, he would be one of those people that would, in high school, he would have been like, I'm a goth. Yeah. And like, you know, when you try to be like, dude, what's with the goth thing? He would have been like, what do you think's with the goth thing? Like, and, and you know, like just kind of like a weird, a yeah, like a weird kind of aspie dude that would just kind of stare you down yeah. and you're like, that guy <laughs> is trying to get a reaction, but actually he's just fucking like a weirdo. Anyway, um, but that's what the fringe is all about. It's about the it weirdos. Is, it is, about, it is, but I, I'm sure he's finding his market somewhere. I'm sure he is, but it's it, my, he would have made my, more money than us. I guarantee you. Probably would have, but yeah. my issue with it was like, not that it was weird or that it was even bad, but it just like, it wasn't original. No. It wasn't smart in any way. It was just what it was. It, it, yeah. But anyway, 2019, onwards and upwards, we... Are going to fuck we, a doll we, on stage. And <laughs> <laughs> have audience members laughing at us. Actually, and if you, know you don't what, like it, that's put, okay. Come do the Macarena. And <laughs> Tom's going to paint a picture with his dick. Yeah. So Should be a very small picture. All those little mini canvases. Of the Adelaide Fringe Festival. Thank you all to who, everyone who supported us at this Fringe Festival. And uh, I deleted the... Uh, I, 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 uh, <laughs> Thanks for for, deleting the crucial I, part I, of I the I formatted show. the disc, so uh, you're not going to hear any uh, crowd reactions. But uh, you know what? We'll see you next year anyway. Yep. All right. Have a laugh. Have a lol. It's Adelol. We hope you all had a lol at Adelol. <laughs> and I was just like, well, are you going to fuck the doll? <laughs>